Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there and keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 2039. Stocks, part 14, Deflation, the Ugly Escort of Depressions by J.L. Collins of jlcollinsnh.com. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. Now let's get right to today's post and start optimizing your life. Stocks, part 14, Deflation, The Ugly Escort of Depressions by J.L. Collins of jlcollinsnh.com. In part 12, Bonds, reader Chronicrantz commented, quote, I'd love to see more about deflation. I've always been confused about it and about its consequences. It seems like it would be a good thing, and yet, end quote. Great point, and what better topic, I thought, for unlucky number 13 in this series. Unfortunately, I forgot that was my plan. And withdrawal rates got spot number 13. It's tough getting old. When deflation has come up in my previous post, it's been the ugly escort bringing depressions to the ball. Indeed, here in the USA, we've had four depressions since our founding in 1776. 1818 to 1821. 1837 to 1843. 1873 to 1896 the duration record holder, and the one we think of most often, the Worldwide Depression of 1930 to 1933. In each case, deflation was there, walking side by side, holding depression's hand. So what the heck is deflation anyway? Simply put, it's the lowering of prices and the increasing of the value of money. Huh. As Chronocrat says, quote, it seems like it would be a good thing, end quote. In many cases, it is. Let's take a closer look. Good deflation. One of the dynamic benefits of our economic system is the steady lowering of prices through technological innovation and increased productivity. Perhaps the clearest example of this in recent decades is the rapid fall in prices and improvement of products in the electronic and tech worlds. The laptop or TV that was $2,000 a few years back can now be had for $500. People never tire of pointing out that we carry more computing power in our phones than that on the Apollo moon missions. As a percent of average earnings, the cost of food, housing, and transport are all lower today than 50 years ago. Yet through innovation and productivity gains, the companies that provide these things are doing better as well. 
Our money buys more of all of these things and is therefore worth more than it was. This is deflation, and it's a good thing. Ugly deflation. Deflation turns ugly when prices drop for reasons other than increasing innovation and productivity. This occurs during economic downturns. At first, this too can be a good thing, but the danger is slipping into a deflationary spiral. It looks something like this. Unemployment rises, demand for goods slows. Prices come down, profits drop, companies cut production. Unemployment rises faster, demand for goods slows further. Prices fall, profits drop, companies cut production, and so on. A few cycles of this and companies start folding and bread lines start growing. The cycle can start with any of these points along the line. It becomes a vicious circle that's very tough to break. The collapse of our housing bubble a few years back brought us to the edge of this abyss. The antidote is a nice healthy dose of inflation. And that's exactly what the Federal Reserve has been trying to reignite. It does this by lowering interest rates, now effectively zero, and pumping cash into the system. The idea is that this will break the cycle and get companies ramping up and people spending again. It's an attempt to reverse the psychology. The psychology of deflation. Franklin Roosevelt, the 32nd president of the United States from 1933 to 1945, famously said, quote, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself, end quote. He was talking about the psychology that threatened to mire the country in its deflationary depression. Our housing crisis gives us an excellent tour of this in action. Let's suppose you were in the market to buy a house in 2005. Prices have been rising for years and the pace was accelerating. Everywhere you turned, those who had bought were bragging about their gains. If you waited a year from now, you might be paying 10, 20, 30% or more for that same house. That not only raises your cost, it represents lost profit in your mind. You're filled with an urgency to ink a deal. Of course, you're not alone in this thinking. Every time a house goes up for sale, scores of other people, driven by the same psychology, are competing with you for the privilege of buying it. Meanwhile, sellers, also realizing that their house is increasingly more valuable, become more reluctant and scarcer. Up the prices go, endlessly, or so it seemed. What we had was an inflationary spiral, just like with tulip bowls in 1637. This bubble expanded until it burst. Then, on a dime, the psychology reversed. At a certain point, people just couldn't afford to buy houses at the price levels they'd reached. In fact, in this case, with all the easy money that had been lent, many new owners couldn't afford to own them in the first place. Suddenly, houses went up for sale and no buyers showed up. Prices softened. Owners started to see their values drop. They became more willing to sell, hoping to get out before prices dropped further. Fewer houses sold, even as more came on the market. Supply quickly outpaced demand. Prices dropped again. Potential buyers, of course, also saw this happening. It didn't take long to realize that now waiting to buy paid off. The house you looked at today would still be for sale tomorrow and for less. Fewer people were able to buy and those that were effectively got paid to wait. If you've been wondering why real estate brokers are so eager to declare home prices are rising again, it's this. 
Until buyers start to believe prices will be higher next year, they'll hesitate to buy now. Until then, housing is locked in this deflationary spiral. The danger is, of course, that housing is a huge part of the economy. When housing sales slow, it spills into the sales of lumber, appliances, furniture, windows, HVAC, flooring, garden equipment, and a raft of other stuff, along with the jobs related to them. As those drop, other segments of the economy dependent on them and the folks that work for them get pulled down. If enough get caught in their own whirlpools, the entire economy enters the deflationary spiral. Next thing you know, Mr. Deflation is introducing you to Miss Depression. Deflation winners and losers. As we've already seen, we all win through the deflation of prices through technological innovation and increased productivity. And it's not hard to see the losers in a deflationary spiral. Companies fold, people get thrown out of work, investments collapse. But even these ugly deflations have winners. Remember, deflation is the lowering of prices and the increasing of the value of money. Deflationary spirals simply accelerate this process. You win if, number one, you hold cash. This is why your Depression-era grandparents or great-grandparents hoarded cash. Deflation means cash buys more. It increases in value. Number two, you hold bonds. As you know from part 12, bonds, when you buy bonds, you're lending your money. Deflation means that your money buys more when you get paid back at a later date. Providing, of course, the bond issuer survives the depression and has the money to pay. That's called default risk. Number three, you're on a guaranteed fixed income. Those on social security and fixed pensions would benefit as their income buys more goods and services. Interestingly, social security has provisions to raise benefits in response to inflation, but none to lower them in times of deflation. Same is true of most pensions. Now, before you go out and sell everything and stuff the money in your mattress, it's worth noting the Federal Reserve is working overtime to reignite inflation. There is an old saying on Wall Street, don't fight the Fed. It's good advice. You just listened to the post titled Stocks, Part 14, Deflation, the Ugly Escort of Depressions by J.L. Collins of jlcollinsnh.com. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage Shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there and keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable. If you've been using Mint to manage your finances, I've got some bad news. Mint is shutting down. But now for the good news, there's a better alternative. Our sponsor, Monarch Money. Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it. Maybe you're saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation, your kid's college. I found that Monarch makes it so easy to help you reach your financial goals, whatever they are. I definitely wouldn't be able to allocate my finances or plan as clearly without help from Monarch. 
In fact, Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash OFD for your extended 30-day free trial. One of the best things about hosting the show is that I'm learning right alongside you. Have you noticed that I don't call myself a personal finance expert? I'm an enthusiast. And today's article is a great example of how I learn something new every day when I'm reading to you. Frankly, I've been confused by deflation as well. So I really appreciate this easy to understand explanation from J.L. Collins. One thing that stood out to me was when he was talking about the housing bubble. He says, quote, at a certain point, people just couldn't afford to buy houses at the price levels they'd reached, end quote. This to me demonstrates that depending on the asset, there can be a cap on growth that has a lot of speed behind it. When people see the value of their home appreciate handsomely over a short amount of time, they rarely consider that that might be the end of their appreciation. For example, my friend Rich Carey, who writes the blog Rich on Money, told me about how he bought a house in 2003 for 280000 And two years later, the house was worth 400000 That's a 42% increase in value, which is awesome. And this is what you hear all the time when people talk about their homes appreciating. However, when he sold that house in 2016, it sold for ready for it? $400,000, meaning that it didn't appreciate any further over 13 years. And the real appreciation was 2.6% per year for the time that he owned it. That should do it for another edition of Optimal Finance Daily. I'll be back tomorrow as usual, where your optimal life awaits.